Welcome to the Bougie Black Brother Network. Good evening and welcome to Car Wax. I'm your Bougie Black Brother Michael and we're here for our end of year music review or bougie black brother music review and i'm here with my co-host sean what's going on water sign water so sean developed this uh about almost in the year three quarters in he put together our list of a lot of what you would normally hear but uh, some great, great additional actual nominees that uh, we definitely wanted to get into because I think a lot of times you don't get credit or give credit to a lot of people who contribute and you're just going to say one record here, one album there, one artist there, and you're done. Um, so Sean definitely got some good, good additions in our nominees for the year. So... With that said, and we jumping on in, we want to start with the bomb ass. What is bomb ass single the of bomb the year? Ass, uh, single of the year, bomb ass single for the year. So uh, let's start off with the nominees. Uh, what did you put on, Sean? All right. So our category is bomb ass single of the year, and we start off with the nominees. Um, First off, uh, Bodak Yellow, of course. Cardi B had an awesome year, 2017. Uh, Bad and Bougie, Migos featuring Lil Uzi Vert, really started the year off and set the tone. Um, Unforgettable, uh, with French Montana featuring Sway Lee, international hit. Uh, of course, DNA, uh, that just, you know, bonkers. And then Rack It Up with Yo Gotti and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, so starting off with bodak yellow because you know the only one i heard i didn't hear hers by herself i just heard the one with kodak black um didn't really hear the the bodak yellow so the only time i heard it was uh with kodak black but you were saying that was a dedication to him yeah she was paying homage oh you know what i'm saying i mean kodak black you know it, it, it's reminiscing exactly of the name and then um, she even said it out of her mouth. She was just like, you know, uh, I called it Bodak Yellow because, you know, I took the rhyme from Bodak Black. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so I just wanted to show him some love on the song, you know. And the, and the hook had nothing to do with Bodak Yellow or nothing. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of, that was the creative part about it. You know, when you, when you hear the song, it doesn't have nothing to do with Bodak or she don't say nothing about Bodak Yellow. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool, man. And it rang, you know, Cardi B started off as a stripper and then she went to TV and then from TV she went to music. So she's bringing her fan base along with her. So since the song came out, it's been in rotation. Everybody loves, everybody loves her more than her music. But the, mm. but the single was pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Like for her spitting, you know, she, she spit better than Nicki Minaj on, on that Bodak Yellow. For sure she spit mm. better than Nicki Minaj. So... No, the and then the hook the hook was nice. The beat was riding. You know, she you did she didn't lose. She really won with this hook with this single in 2017. So yeah, so I got it. It was it was fine. Um, 
bomb ass? Nah, I don't fucking think mm. so. Um, so it, it it was riding. You could play it. Everybody acknowledge it. Um, but I think you got plenty of bomb ass on the list. You can add this as to complete the set. You know, you you get a set of glasses and say, yeah, get that last one on there, and you know we're fine. Wow. Now we complete. So I don't, I don't, I don't give her no credit on this bomb. Wow. So I'll flip it. I'll flip it down to your guy. So real and, quick, and Nicki real Minaj. quick. Uh, Go ahead. So you, so you don't feel like she should have been nominated at all? Nope. Not for bomb ass. Nah. Because I, I think that single. Yep. And it's cool for the club, but I think when I'm listening to these other ones, and you know, unforgettable, I was kind of like. Damn, I heard this before. And you're right, it's international. So you'll hear it more than in certain kind of areas. You you heard that song all over the fucking place. So you was like, damn, I got you. You know, that has to be played. Or that's one that will be played. So I got it from that. Um, the Bad and Bougie set the standard for the year for a lot of people before they finished doing their releases, they knew they had to come with something better because of them, because of this bad and bougie. And I think you you quoted this earlier, too, that thanks to Donald Glover shouting them out and them being on the Atlanta series, damn, he, they, they got it all the way live. So that was in rotation forever. But I can't give her that much credit. But if you wanted to put it on there, um, I didn't feel like digging to conflict and say, you know, club wise, you know, I'm not a club guy. So I'm not going to say, yep, uh, this one would be better than this one. Yeah, it's, it's been played. But the quality of being a bomb ass. Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. OK. And, and then um, next one is bad and bullshit. You know, Migos and Lil Vert, to your point, like you said, they, they really set the standard for the year. You know, I personally believe that that if they didn't do what they did for the year, the year wouldn't have been uh, as amazing. True. You know, uh, it really it, it really put the sorry rappers in the zone, you know, put them in the mode and then it put the better rappers, you know, it made them say, y'all like this. I, I got to put our mind. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. So. You know, but Bad and Bougie was definitely one of the ones that was like, here, beat it. What, what can you do? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If y'all can do better, do better. But here you go. You know, so that was that was super. So Unforgettable? Uh, I like I like Unforgettable. Um, I think most importantly, I think his hustle was the, was the hardest out of all of these, all of these singles. You know, um, he would definitely get hustled, the best hustled single. <laughs> You know, for sure, for sure, man. And, and then the song was just perfect, man. I can that that's a song you can carry on into 2018. You know, so mm-hmm. no, I agree. I you agree. know, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed that track. Um, but it, but since I'm in the South, you know, uh, I guess I, I guess the radio and I didn't appreciate it as much as it should have been. But like I said, man, it went international, so. I didn't have no reason, you know, it wasn't up to me. <laughs> His hustle proved proved better than what I can even show, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little inspired. So, cool. Because, you know, I, I feel good about that. 
uh, feel good exactly, and especially anything that comes goes international, because a lot of these didn't go international. Some of them got popular, but didn't go international. Um, then we roll down the DNA. You know, going down the DNA, I'm looking at because of um, because Kendrick Lamar's status and the unbelievable album. You know, that's one of them that had to be on this list because you know the video, um, the prestige, and everything that they gave him for this album. Yeah, so. That has to be on this list. So I, I, I give it a lot of credit for just being on this list. Yeah, I, th I thought DNA was a good single. Um, but all of, I, I thought DNA was a good single for the album. Um, as far as a bomb-ass single for the year, yeah, I put on the boat, boat at Yellow before I put on the DNA, you know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, and, and, you know, to your point, you're not a club guy, but, you know, you put... You, to make the choice of putting which one in the club, you're definitely putting up all that yellow on before you're putting on the DNA. You know, Absolutely. everybody riding to that. Everybody. You know, you know, that's a that's a unisex song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So is 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 bomb ass based on a the club or is bomb ass based on No, no, I'm just I'm just telling you my point of view oh, here okay. right you. now. I got you. I'm, I'm, we've already made our, we've already did every all of that part. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just giving you the whole analogy of, of everyone. So, um, um, yeah, D DNA was a good, DNA was, was a bomb ass single for the year. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it can't, it, there's no such thing as just one bomb ass single, but since we're doing an award show, that's what we're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I thought, I thought Kendrick Lamar did his thing with DNA. It, it was very unique. Very strong in in the lyrics. Oh yeah, no doubt. And, you know, best and, and, lyrics, yeah, uh, best lyrics are on here. Best lyrics yeah. are on this single, on that single category. And and that's not a club. That I mean, you can put it in there, but you know. <laughs> oh, it's it's in the club. You are gonna put it? It goes on in the club. So we we talking top rotation in the club. I don't think that's nah. top rotation. I think it's in the rotation. It's not top rotation. I mean, if you put it in that way. But um, yeah. So you put that on there. I'll never put that fucking Bodak on. But that's just my opinion. But uh, rack it up, Yo Gotti and Nicki Minaj. So I started listening to that because, you know, I wasn't really jumping for Yo Gotti. But then when I kind of listened to some previous stuff and and how you said this is what you gotta listen to, and I even listened to my boy Animal Brown and uh. He's gonna have something for the club. He's gonna make something for the club. And the one with Nikki, when she put her lyrics in there, I was like, "Yup, this is something you definitely want to like play up in the club." Is it is it hotter than Bodak Yellow? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I prefer okay. this better. Uh, I, I think that's a preference as opposed to which one is better. So preference wise, I rather I like to hear Yo Gotti and I like to hear Nikki because when Nikki shows up, a lot of times she's sprinkling a little on there. She, I don't think she's ever overrode anyone. I think she's always been a good compliment. So, so rack it up. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed it also. Um, you know, like you said, Nicki Minaj. You know, she sprinkled her little thing on there. That was that was real cool. And uh, yeah, you know, he found a recipe a little while back. You know, he definitely found a recipe. I think it was on like live from the kitchen. Uh, 
Well, basically, it was like a phone, like like he had one of these phone hook drums, and it was real hard. It was it was it was riding, and basically, he found the recipe to that, and he just been doing it ever since. So you know, so for him to find another single, he just got the recipe for it, I, and, and it sounds good. It sounds really good, man. It, it's keeping him relevant. <laughs> Definitely keeping him relevant. So, and he had a good release this year. Um, am I putting him up at the top of the list? No, but he had a good release based on a lot of the good releases this year. You know, they had some, we had some really, really strong releases. He had a good release. You know, will you forget him? He'll get lost, but you won't say, man, throw that shit away. That wasn't even worth it. No, this was a good release for Yo Gotti. And I'm, I'm glad I got to listen to him and then go backwards on that too. So I think that was a good thing for me as well. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely a compliment to his collection. So bomb ass single of the year. I think we kind of talked about it, but again, I'm going to say bad and bougie because I think that had more impact on so many people of stepping their game up so much demand because people wanted it on so much more because they, they, they got the shout out. So that one was played every damn where. And, you know, commercially on, you know, certain shows, um, you, you, you just heard it because it was everywhere. So to me, that was the bomb ass because they just took over the year and they kept coming out and coming out. But this, this single was the jump off. So that's why I had bad and bougie for the bomb ass. Yeah. I think we both agreed on, uh, the winner was bad and bougie, uh, to your point, uh, like, because they set the tone of the year. Absolutely. Should we go to next? Which one are you gonna go to next? Swag or collab? Well, we actually went to straight whack next. <laughs> oh, we switch. Yeah, here it is. I'm, I'm going to the list. Straight whackness. So, <laughs> who we got on that list? <laughs> so, for the straight whackness of the year, this is the whack album of the year. This is just not the whack artist. This is just a whack album. So, mm-hmm. um. Um, people are going to be upset. That's fine. You know, I, I can definitely take the heat on that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it must be said, man. It must be done, man. And just, and I'm just kind of happy that certain rappers didn't come out this year, so I didn't have to tell them how bad they were. <laughs> yeah, that helped. That definitely helped. So I, I think I told you, Freddie Gibbs really didn't get the chance to hear it. Um, but uh, I think you acknowledge why, um, even though I just didn't get around to it, but you got this on the list. So kind of tells you something. Yeah, um, the reason why he was on the list, because if you heard his prior stuff, um, you know, this was just something that he was just doing while he was locked up. You know, um, he had got a rape charge. If you didn't know, he was overseas, got a rape charge for somebody that he didn't even know, didn't even touch. And uh, said she had a dream about it. So he had to fight it in court just so he can get out of jail, which was like odd and crazy. So um, I'm pretty sure in the meantime, he was writing bars. And that pretty much sounded like what it sounded like. He got out and tried to just fit the bars to, to track. So um, if you heard uh, Shadow of a Doubt, you'll really love it. If you heard Only Only You Only Live Twice, um, you'll be a little disappointed. 
But uh, his next his next piece of work he's going to be doing with Mad Lib again. This is his second project with Mad Lib. I'm positive it's going to yeah, be Mad Lib. Is, yeah, he the man. So, so and then the other one is uh, Snoop Dogg Never Left. Uh, also, Revival, Eminem, Autobiography, Big Mensa, and Shine Wale. Uh, the the Snoop Dogg never left. I want you to go. You can go ahead and talk about that. So ain't much to talk about because um, you know I think Snoop Dogg and Wale was on the same list with our most disappointing of the year. Um, Snoop put out something that says eh, I want to put something out. Um, kind of lazy old school shit that he just put out and it was terrible. It was it was a bad release, especially with what was coming out. And it was like a lackadaisical effort. So I really was disappointed. You know, kind of like, damn, dude, you know, you even wasted my time. And you you, you hurt goddamn um, my boy on there when he was on there from BDP. When he, he was actually um, spitting some bars on there and he killed it. And uh, KRS-One. But yeah, um, that's ne- neither here nor there because... It's hard to open that back up just to listen to one cut unless you build in you a playlist. And then Wale, oh, what a wasteful album. I'm not sure what he wanted to do. It was just a very, very wasteful album. And, you know, I, I even went back and said, what was he trying to do based on what he did previously? And he's, he's not a bad rapper. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't think he was bad prior to that. He had some things that he kind of shined on, but this one, I was like, damn, this is really fucking terrible. This was a really bad album, and I'm going to keep him in the most disappointing. Um, well, I definitely thought Wale wasn't a good album. I didn't think it was a bad album. Um, I, I thought Big Mitsu was worse than that. Uh, but um, uh, lyrically, Wale's there. Uh, I think I think uh, you have to listen to early Wale stuff in order to get the gist of where he's at now. You know, I just think that I, I, I've heard he had a previous mixtape that was like really good. And then he put this out, and it was like, eh, he just had his daughter. You know, he's, he's trying to change up his flow a little bit, I'm assuming. So, you know, they made, this was his transition album. So I, I, I don't think it was wackety-whack, but I definitely think it could have been way better. Okay. Well, it's wackety-whack. <laughs> but glad it's on his list because that's what I feel about it. But uh, Fat Joe and Remy Ma? No, no, no. Actually, um, yeah, oh, okay. like I said, the category is... Wale Shine, Autobiography, Big Mensa, uh, Revival, Eminem, Never Left, and Only. So the the, the Vic Mensa. Yeah, you know, we if you listen to the previous uh, review that we had on it, this guy was mixed up. He didn't know what he wanted to do. Didn't really know what he wanted to do. Was it whack? No, nah, I don't think it was whack. But I'm, I'll put him on the whack because, you know, it was really something that he didn't get any help with or somebody allowed him to just put up a fucking mixed up um, unorganized release. I just think he has the potential to be better, but, you know, I haven't heard anything back from him. I haven't heard him show up on anybody else's releases or anything. So, yeah, you know, he can have that one. You know, I'm kind of done with that. Yeah, I definitely was very disappointed. I'm more disappointed because it was his first project. 
You know, Wale got a got sure. a got a body of work. You know, so you know, I I can give him a pass. You know, it it wasn't his best work, but for Vic Mensa, it's like okay, I don't know if it was the record label because we've seen what the record label was able to produce mm-hmm. this year. You know, which is Rock Nation. So no, and then when you're actually listening to the music, he's he's not actually rapping on the beat, you know, he's just reading the words, you know, so, no, that was one of my big issues with this album, you know, and Wale wasn't reading words on the sheet of paper, you know, he was actually rapping, you know, he's freestyling and doing all that, so, you know, the doing the math with it, you know, I was definitely very disappointed in, in the Big Mensa album, That that's, you know, all of mm. these are disappointments, you know, and 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 whack. You know, like you said. I mean, I I guess we'll change it from whack to disappointment yeah. next year. But I think, but um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. For for the most part, man. I, I you know I, I don't I don't want to give any credit to Vic Mensa because if y'all say he's better, you know, I want to see it, especially on a project. You know what I'm saying? Especially on a, on a real album. Don't don't do that, man. Come on, your first project too. Come on, man. I'll just pop in Wale's first album because he got five, six of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know, but I, you know, I'm looking at Big Minson's like, uh, okay, well, I have to listen to some of his old albums, you know, old mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, because that's pretty much how he got in the game. Was so the last thing is uh, Eminem Revival. So we both said, you know, once he come out, it's a seven. You know, because his skill set, his longevity, his skill level, hey, he shouldn't be less than a seven. And then the track list came out. And then the track list came out. So um, I think <laughs> I think you kind of pulled, pulled back when you found out that um, he didn't let your boy on uh, 2 chains when it was the initial release and then they pulled back on it. Um, me... When I heard it, I kind of knew why he kind of pulled other rappers off because I think the type of album he was doing was something totally different. And different doesn't mean good because if he tried to make people feel like society is bad and the government is fucked up and, you know, I really feel for my daughter now and, and you know, I should have been a better father. And, dude, that's not who the fuck you are. You haven't been saying shit like that for years. All of a sudden, and and I think we discussed it too, what, is it maturity? He's in a different position. He's really trying to change his perspective. Yeah, I get that. But the way he was rapping and the way what he put on there was a whole bunch of R&B pop type people. And the, the production was fucking terrible. And only maybe, maybe two to three cuts was something that I can recognize Eminem on. So really bad, really disappointing. You know, I just felt that he was trying something and I think trying to be a grown-up now with everything that you put up uh you needed to work on doing this not try to cut it off and release from that especially with your previous releases on um big sean and then you're going to show up on an award ceremony and have a freestyle and then you come out with something like that this was totally threw me off 
Mm. So I, I, I definitely listened to the album the first time and was very surprised how it ended. Um, but I did enjoy the last two tracks. Um, but I enjoyed the last two tracks and I turned the last two tracks off and it was just like, what happened to the old Eminem? So I popped the first album in and I was just like, okay, I'm, and I'm listening to the old Eminem now. And that's the thing. When you listen to what, what Eminem used to say now, it's relative to his life. Everything that he says is relative to his life. Unfortunately, he don't have a lot of black friends. Mm. So when he's rapping and we're used to him rapping about in this mindset and being in this environment, he doesn't have that environment. He doesn't have that thrill no more. He doesn't have that rush anymore. And he's not black. So, you know what I'm so saying? So what, what happened with the Big Sean then? So if he don't have black friends and he's not in that environment and everything you just said, that that you, really, you just said it yourself. He was in a he was in an environment that made him step his game up. Really? You you think you think anytime anytime Eminem is on a track with somebody? Yeah. Have you ever heard him like? Eh, I was like, no. So Thank you. so why would he not do that on his own album though? Because he doesn't have the black friends around him. He don't have black producers like that. Like he he's not he's a regular old white guy now. I, I get it, but I, I think you you miss your point. If he goes to be a feature on someone, so when he's being a feature, he's around black people and he knows that shit is fire. But when he's not around them, he's gonna say, I don't have to be fire or my shit can be Ordinary, just like a white guy. No, he, he doesn't, doesn't say sense. that. He doesn't say that. It, it, he doesn't say that. He just writes it. He just writes the stuff, and it just doesn't come out as good because it's, it's that that competitive. He doesn't have that competitive rush by himself anymore. He's already made it. So, you know Marshall Mathers too. What what year was that? Like two years ago, maybe three years ago. So you saying two to three years? He wiped all of that out. He didn't have it then. Oh no, I I think that album is a much better album than this one right here. Okay. A much better album. And but but it, it still wasn't. All right, everything everything after encore. Everything after encore is a different Eminem. No, I get that. So so anything after encore, we're not talking about the same same Eminem. He does it. Everything went more pop, way more pop. So, yeah. so Marshall Mathers LP, I wasn't a fan of that one either. It, it was, it was, it was the new Eminem. You know, he he had a little more lyrical, you know, things. He was more by himself. It was less less pop features. Yeah, Eminem ain't losing. You know, at, at the end of the day, you know, we all in in our culture don't like the album. You know, so it don't it don't really matter. To, to to our point, in all actuality, he's he's appealing to his audience, <laughs> you know. So we aren't looking at it the way he's seen it. In all essence, that's probably at the end of the day what it is, you know. You know, instead of having all pop features, I mean, instead of having all rap features, it appeal to my all black group who's still gonna buy my stuff. Let me appeal to the all black group. 
And let's get all pop uh, artists in. Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran is one of the hottest right. pop artists out there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was a win-win for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, of, of course we're not going to like it because of the pop artists. He intentionally, they intentionally put pop artists on there. Yeah. So, I got you. You know, you know, but but then, it, but as far as lyricists, you know, as far as lyricists, man, he's grown to this person. This is just the person that he's grown to, and and since we in the culture is still in the culture and in it, Eminem ain't in the culture like that. You know what I'm saying? He's living his life. I got you, and you know, I I hear you. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you whatsoever because I'm kind of looking at even a uh, Jay Z. Jay Z is still rapping about the shit on a higher level. People don't have to live that. They don't understand that shit. They don't understand that when you invest your money, you invest it in a different way. Not putting it in the bank with 1% goddamn interest on it. He ain't talking about that shit. But my concern is the way he started rapping, meaning Eminem, the way he rapped changed. The the punchlines and the way he fucking put to it changed because of the pop shit. He didn't have to do it because I've, I've heard him better in this same year. Not, you know, a year or two ago. And even though you said, well, I didn't like the other ones, I was fine with it. Because I saw how he kind of grew, but it's like he's pushing to go somewhere else because maybe he's just tired of sounding that way or being angry all the time or someone saying um, you you probably get more money in this way. I don't know what it is, but this told me I don't know what the fuck he was going to try. Did he? Is he losing it? Eh, I don't think so. If you think he's losing it, then Jay-Z is losing it, too. He just did some stupid, this was a dumb album that he did. And I want to see what he does next. Because if he stays on there, then I agree. He's fucking lazy now. Then he's like, look, yeah, I, I, think I know what to do because I got a bunch of white followers and I'll make fucking uh, millions and I can lay back and I don't even have to be with the black friends, as you say, or, or be grungy to make sure that my shit has a bite to it. Because most of this didn't have no bite to it whatsoever. And that was really fucking disappointing. So, but with that said, wackus or disappointing? Yeah, I think we create a girl on wildlife. Yep. And with a most disappointing with fucking Eminem. So I'm going to slide him up into a, you know, slash disappointing. That's. Eminem takes the disappointing, Wale takes the wackest. Because he, he I'm sorry, but he, he has to be called out to say, dude, you may be the number one on the billboard, but in this genre, this was a fucking disappointing album. In this genre right here. So, yeah, we can belabor that bitch forever. But, uh... There's a white rap genre now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, there's like four or five white rappers out here yep. that's, that, that's, that's making some noise. Yep. That people trying to push them to say, this is the new sound. It ain't the fucking new sound. It's a sound. It ain't the new sound. But, yeah, I got you. So, collab. Best collab. Yeah, best collab album of the year. The category, <laughs> excuse me, category is... Friday on Elm, I mean, yeah, Friday on Elm Street, 
Fabulous and Jadakiss, The Seven, Styles B and Tyler Bali, mm-hmm. Super Slimy, Future and Young Thug, FEMA, Kodak Black and Plies, and Without Warning, 21 Savage of San Antonio Bowman. So. Friday on M Street. Um, Fab and Jadakiss. I'm kind of putting them and Styles P and, T- and Talib Kweli almost in the same kind of collab. I mean, um, category of good collaborations. Very good. One guy really overdid, or not overdid, carried it. Where the other one was a nice, you know, hey, they did pretty good on that. I think that's almost on, no, not quite. Um, but Jada Kiss. I was glad to hear him on that. Fab, he was okay. Jada Kiss really brought me back to yeah, the motherfucker. He still got it. He got that. The voice is there. The flow is there. Fantastic. But Fab, yeah, he was okay. So it wasn't a balance. But I was glad to hear Jada. Styles P and Talib Kweli. I really thought that would have been a really good collab. But Styles P carried that for me. And the production was uh, a New York production that I felt good about. But I think Styles P, in my opinion, was carrying the seven album. It wasn't that many cuts on there anyway. So he did good. I was It was good to hear him, too. So with them two, I was glad. And I think you pointed out to me, it was like, <laughs> those two guys, who would they used to be with? So they came back and showed that they they have the ability if them two was together, to probably have a really great collaboration album back like they used to. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely, this is the uh, best collab albums of the year. They were more collaboration albums, you know what I'm saying? These were the best ones. So um, uh, they, there was one with, uh, I think, Dirk and, J- and T. Grizzly. Um, it's called Real Brothers. Real Blooders. Um, it, it was a couple more. So you know, don't think that we're calling these albums whack because they're not whack. They're just they're just uh, uh, the top notch, oh, and no then we're just criticizing these between these. So I I did enjoy Friday on Elm Street. I thought Fab did as best as he could going against Jada Kids. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like as best as he right. could. But, oh, but, okay. but Fab was nice on here. Fab was spitting some bars, man. You know what I'm saying? Fab was doing Fab. Fab does his thing. I grew up with Fab. You know, Fab is damn near, what, maybe three, five years older than me. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was good to hear Fab. It was really good to hear Fab and then, you know, hear him bounce off of people. That's what he's good at. You know, so I enjoyed that album. That was really nice. The seven albums with Styles P and Talib Kweli, it was short. You know, um, that they kept it, they kept it underground. That was that was one of the most important things about that they kept it underground. It was really good on some old. You want to hear some 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 real MCs spit some bars? That was nice. You know, Talib could have stepped his game up a little bit more, but I believe it was kind of like it was kind of just them two in the studio. Let's just spit. You know what I'm saying? And they kind of just had a session. Yeah, but you know, they kind of just had a session, and and through that session, it it was it was like okay. We're keeping all of these. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know that and that's how it is when you're in the session when you're in the session sometimes you write most of the time you don't you know and then you just stepping your game up up there so I think that's Talib was lazy I, I think that's what the seven did you know and the seven seven was cool I, I enjoyed the seven too go Talib was lazy it was lazy on that and that was my man um he was just lazy on that but uh future and young thug um didn't think i was gonna like it didn't think this was even supposed to be on a good list um just saw hey one's hot future already had an album that came out earlier in the year okay let's see what you got highly enjoyed this one highly enjoyed it because even after we reviewed it I listened to it again <laughs> because thought Young Thug really made me say, damn, I like this kid. I, I, I like this dude right here. He sound a lot different than what I heard earlier. And then when I heard him again, um, I forgot what uh, he, he was on somebody else. He still got that feel that he's stepping up. He's doing his thing. So... Future said, go ahead, young boy. Uh, I'm going to hear, I'm going to support you, and I'm just going to go from that, but we're going to go hard on this. Super Slimy, for me, was a really, really surprisingly, but very good collab album. Okay, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Um, they, it sounded good. I think that's the best way of saying it. You know, I, I really enjoy how uh, they sounded together. They were very professional with it. You know, um, and then Young Thug surprised me on it. You know, we talked about that in in the review of it. You know, he really did his thing on this album. So, and then and then uh, Future just kind of complimented him. You know, mm. you know he and it, I, I don't even remember if it was any singing on this album, but um, nah. Not no strong one like he would like he normally would do. There wasn't, you know. I, don't don't quote me on that shit. So it it would stand out if he would really was. And so you know, it, it the, the tones they 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 played their tones very well. That was one of the things that we talked about in the review. They definitely played their tones uh, to each other very cool. very well. So Twenty One Savage Offset Metro Boomin, um, crazy shit. I'm not a big fan of 21 Savage. Offset is fun. The dude is fun. Um, every time I'm hearing him, he's saying crazy shit. Um, but I like him. Um, that collab with all of that together, yeah. I listened through it. Um, it was okay. Um, not too much to say on that. Okay, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was hard, man. I thought it was not, It was dark. You know, um, I thought Savage got dang played his part. You know, uh, I like Savage, man. Uh, call him yeah, KKK because my chopper hate niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, little catchy, little, you know, little stuff like that, which, which I enjoy. But I really enjoyed Offset again, man. He, he's just, he was the surprise for the year for me for 2017, man. Everything that he actually was on was like, okay, all right. So, um, I could definitely see him with a solo album, man. That you know, they're gonna he's he's gonna have a great year. Cool. And what's the last one? And then FEMA. FEMA Kodak Black implies. Um, this was actually on here, man, because of the the age range 
you know, the age range on here was probably further than uh, Young Thug and Futures, you know. So Ply played his part, you know. He, he a legend in Florida. And for him to, you know, recognize and see a rapper like Kodak Black and, and do a collab with him, and, and it sounded good. And it actually sounded really good. You know, my homie was like, hey, man, did you hear that thing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It definitely worth putting on the nominations for one of the best collabs of the year. Cool. So breaking that down, um, I think we kind of agreed on it. Um, some good collabs, though. They was good ones. I didn't, I didn't hear that one. Uh, but Super Slimy, which was surprising. Um, collab of the year. I think all those East Coast, New York guys, they, they put together some good stuff. But um, I don't think they compared to the future in Young Thug. I think they they bust them in their fucking head and said, you know what? Come out and do something a little better. Um, then you can compete. And I don't think they were trying to do anything better. I think they just came together and said, let's do something. Because it listening to that, like you said, it was real professional. It was really kind of like, let's do this. It wasn't like a, it didn't even sound as much relaxed. It was like, let's do this. And they just went to the, to the business. And then and it just came out really well for me. Awesome. From collab to swag. Uh, so nominees, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, 2 Chains. Love is a Rage 2, Little Uzi Vert, Culture, Migos, Future, Future. And you said he was going to do the two on that except for just the one. Yeah, Future Hendrix, uh, the albums, both albums, Future and Hendrix. And then uh, Still I Am, Yo Got It. Still I Am. Weird way of putting it, but Still I Am. So I think we talked about swag. Swag was I'm going to put myself out there to say look here's my style and i'm gonna live this now not the same old style that you had and you're just doing it better but what would you come out for this year and say here you go here's a style that y'all need to recognize and respect so i kind of looked at the swag in that way um because we had some guys with good release two chains had a fantastic release um migos coach album set the stage for so many people um for the year i mean little uzi vert was on coach album but you saw once he was on that and what he did on his own who he was future was fine future did another decent albums and yo Gotti came out with a good album did they show a different style did they show that they really Want people to look at them differently? I don't think so. I think Two Chains had a high quality album, a high quality release, but I don't think it was a different release. So my my two narrowed down to was Little Uzi Vert or Migo. Oh man, I think Two Chains put on a whole new swag that this whole year. I mean, last year it was um, 2017 was the year for Two Chains. You know, he had. He stepped his game, he stepped his flow up, he stepped his game up. I mean, if you listen to all his albums, they're, they're progressively better, and this, this is his best album. 
Um, there's, 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 you know, as, as far as putting the swag on, I mean, he, he brought the, <laughs> he brought the headband, bandanas back. I mean, he, he's like full on swag. When you see him on IG, he's, he flexes. He has a TV show that shows all the expensive stuff out here that he be on. You know what I'm saying? Basically to step your swag up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, Two Chains was on a hundred last year, you know, and then Lil Uzi Vert, you know, um, his album was, you know, like no other, you know, his album was really just one big ass rock song, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and he really made you believe on that album, you know, it, it was, it was real nice, it was real nice, and then he has such a unique way of doing his thing, you know what I'm saying, you know, wearing his little blouses and Redying his hair different colors, wearing his chokers. You know, I don't know if him or Migos was the one that started the chokers, but you know, them, you know, right? You know, again, but but I I, I put I put right. to your point, I put Uzi and Migos both in the same boat, man. But um, but for me personally, you know, I I think uh, Two Chains, you know, we, when you see the progress of Two Chains. You know, you can see this was this was the year for him. You know, he might have a better year next year, but you know, this the the end of the the end of 2016 going into 2017 because he dropped his dad uh sweaters. You know what I'm saying? And then going into 2017 when he dropped his three mixtapes. I mean, 2016, 2017, and then it, it was just really really good year. It was just a really good year for Two Chains, man, and uh, I don't think you can even deny that. No, no, no. Well, not you personally, but uh, there, there's a lot of people out here that that know that Two Chains put a lot of work in this year, and for swag, you know, you definitely see his swag everywhere he go. You know, and people can't steal his swag, but well, they they try to, they definitely try to, but he be on ten with his swag too. No, but but Lil Uzi Vert and Two Chains for me. Okay, so. When we when we looking at them too, I I hear you when you come to them. You know, I think Little Uzi came out, and to me, I really enjoyed him a lot more, which I didn't think I would. You know, breaking off from how the Migos say, "Look, here it is for the year. Who's gonna do better, or who's gonna do different, or who's gonna do what?" Because we're not going to stop. Because those guys just didn't stop. I mean, because like you said, Offset was everywhere. Quavo was everywhere. They came out with another goddamn album at the end of the year. Then, you know, Metro Boomin' was, you know, they, these these guys are everywhere. So, but Luzi, Little Uzi Vert made you enjoy it a lot more, I think. I think with him, he his swag was, hey, you know, like you said, little blouses, little fucking backpack on and tips and different color hair and shit like that but his his ability to move a crowd to a point and being young in the game and just stepping out this year um he made a name for himself so to me i, I just loved his swag that not saying that two chains didn't have a good swag i just think two chains had an amazing year as a veteran who's been out there doing his thing but swag wise, eh, I think this kid fucked it up. I think he really had a great swag for the year. 
And that's what's up. And, um, you know, uh, out of both of our two, we both had Lil Uzi Vert in there. So um, we did agree and, and give Lil Uzi Vert the swag album of the year for uh, Love Is Rage 2. Absolutely. But, again, you know, great argument for 2 Chains because, again, all of what you said was he was building on that because earlier in the year they were saying, well, he's supposed to have a show, he's going to eat start showing up eating different kinds of foods and that's crazy shit what he was doing there's a lot of rappers doing that but he had quality shit that came out and then he stayed relevant by showing up on uh, different little features as well he kept showing up and you know it made me want to look forward to say where is he on next because how is he going to spit on these tracks so cool cool uh, Little Bird Swagger the Year. That brings us to the most creative album of the year. So uh, run them down for me, Sean. Yeah, so for most creative album nominees, we got Humans, Gorillas. Then we got The Big Fish Theory, Vince Staples. And No One Ever Really Dies, Nerds. We have Sire, 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 Jaden Smith, and then 17XXXXYoung. Show. I want to go backwards with 17 because that was the one that I think we were talking about. We were talking about this guy because um, I think we had Animal Brown with us. And we were just talking about like, yo, did did you get to hear it? Did you get to see and feel this guy and it was very different during the time when he was released and you know when we did the podcast we we was kind of like yo this is gonna be something different and we wondering if people will be able to replicate that or is he gonna be that guy that people need to step back and say look he's an innovator this is this guy is just amazing it was very creative but you know, it was very depressing too and shit. So that that put a, a a twist to it because it was fucking very depressing. But it was so well done that you just really didn't expect it. So I kind of I was like, damn, this is really creative. And that's why I love this um this category that you made, because there's a lot of people that made some creative shit. And um he did a good one this year. Yeah, so I I don't think he did a good job. I definitely think it was creative. Um, but you know, initially we gave him uh, like an eight or like a high seven um, because of the album. Before everything else really kind of spilled out, you know, and I really appreciated it because it was my first time kind of hearing some classic rock that mm-hmm. I grew up on, you know. Even if it was depressing, it was just like, damn, okay, you bringing me back to where, I, you know, where this old school rock used to kind of have me, where I used to start that old school rock. So, you know, it was perfect timing for him. If he would have came any later, it would have been really bad. If he would have came uh, any sooner, um, I don't think anyone would have cared, you know. So, and then uh, Sire came out. <laughs> And then after you heard Sire, which is the next nominee, it was kind of like, oh, this is how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> yeah, how it's supposed to sound, right, right? Okay. All right. I'm all in tune now. 
You know what I'm saying? It, it was it was so creative. Just the fact that the four first four songs is one song, and then the first four songs was named something. It was a word. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, boom, one creative point. You know, then you you're changing your tracks in between the tracks. Boom, another creative point. You know what I'm saying? So then you're you're more harmonizing and singing than you're rapping. You know. And then you made like a, a really rock song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like a, a a melancholy rock song. You made something that 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 you can actually hear on TV. You know, so it was a very very creative, powerful CD for a 19 year old to come out with with the quality with the quality that it came out with. You know, so, you know, I definitely had to give super credits to the creativity that Jaden brought to the table with his uh, album. Right. So, uh, let me flip back real quick to the 17. You, Because you're right. It was the first that we heard of the type and feel that came out for hip-hop. And we, because... Again, we was kind of like, wow, I wonder where this is going to be headed. But when we heard Desire, uh, it just said, damn, you just did an uh, introductory kindergarten fucking entry compared to what Jaden did. Jaden said, this is the way it's going to be, and this is how it should be done. So it, it made that 17 look really, really fucking weak. But I don't want to take away from it because he just came out early. He he came out early enough to say, give me some credit. Yeah, I, he's got all the credit. He does. But Jaden just showed him how to fucking do it, which made it uh, pretty interesting in my eyes. Because I can't listen to the 17 no more because right. I know what it's supposed to sound like. Big difference. Um, tell me about the nerds because I didn't get a chance to flip on that. I tried to hear it a couple of days ago. I mean, yeah, a couple of days ago, but didn't get around to it. Talk to me about the nerds. I thought the nerds was a really cool album. Um, it was more than just skateboard music. You know, it was it was definitely uh, had a way more of a powerful message than I than I thought. You know, it, it definitely brought you the Neptune's nerd feel. You know, basically the uh. Same feel they always friends, you know, upbeat, real poppy tempo, you know, but but still, you know, giving but but not really giving you any lyrics. It's kind of just, you know, give it, you know, appealing to their audience, okay. so to speak. Okay. Well well this one they, they definitely squeezed a lot of little messages in there. Um they changed the beat up a little bit every every now and then. You know, it was it was a definitely a roller coaster ride. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I called it because you know, it kind of slowed up on you, and then it hit you real fast with some with some nice little beats, and then it changed the tempo on you, and then it brought the beat back on one track. You know, it was like it it was cool. It was a it was a cool album. You know, and it wasn't structured like a regular album. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. with with how the the songs were being laid out. So, um, super kudos to Will. I mean, uh, Pharrell Will. Cool. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it the respect and and you know s- spend the time on it because um you know I love creative stuff you know what I mean we we kind of throw in a lot of creative stuff regardless but um since this is late in the mix I I I, I owe it to respect to kind of check it out as well um 
but which takes us to two people, two other denominations. One is the Gorillas, the other is the Vince Staples. So the reason why I'm putting them both together is because I've heard the Gorillas before. So when 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 you brought that to me and say, hey, let's do these Gorillas, I was like, wow, this is really different. But sounds, I like this sound. The sound is really different. Mm-hmm. But I realized I've heard them before. Then I was like, oh, that's the cut that I heard. I heard two cuts doing my little mix mixes that I have. And I was like, I heard them. But I was kind of excited because I was like, who's this guy rapping on this? Is he part of the group? He's like, no, 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 that's Vince Staples. I was like, who the fuck is Vince? Look, you need to check him out, but wait for his album coming out. Then you can check him out. So you told me, wait and see. Because if I enjoyed him right there, just wait and see. Because he's supposed to been coming out with something new. And the Big Fish Theory was what came out. So... When that came out, I was like, what the hell? And the dude can rap. He's got a good rhythm to what he does. But the production that he was rapping on was so phenomenal. I was like, wow. And I just kept it in rotation because you don't know what you was getting. You know, he, he, he had so much different stuff in there. You didn't know what she was getting. And he... He really didn't do a bad cut on it. He had done a different cut on it. And it was the other one, um, 745. I played it. I didn't really like it as much, but I've learned to say it's part of everything. So I would play it through. But before, it, was, it wasn't one of my favorites. But most of that album, I, I fucking enjoyed it. And I was thought it was creative as hell. But I knew I wouldn't enjoy the gorillas as much. If it wasn't for the Vince Staples on it, the Gorillas had De La Soul on there. That was kind of weird. Um, okay, but he had a. They had a lot of good little features that was on there that was kind of really interesting. So if you check it out and you'd be like, "Whoa, he has like a Grace Jones on there." Like I said earlier, they had a, a, a De La Soul, um, a couple of different people on there, and then. It, it made you say, wow, this was really creative the way they put things right. together. But they've done stuff like that before. And, you know, you, you made a point to say, this is what they do. They just did it better. They did it better this time. And I was like, okay. But I always lean back to the Vince Staples because I just really, even right now, I just really enjoy the way that fucking cut is. I mean, that, that release that he did. Yeah, I was definitely happy to hear Gorillaz. I was surprised to hear it, to see them even have an album out, you know, some time since they didn't drop the album. And um, I was, um, I wasn't expecting too much from them, but when they came out, it was just like, wow, y'all are still innovative. You know, okay, mm-hmm. that's what's up. You know, and y'all are so innovative and y'all reach out. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all mess with people. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Not, like, yep. like that's not an easy thing. Again, man, that's not an easy thing to do out here to meet people and have people actually work with you, you know, and want to work with you and put and take time out to work with you, you know. So, you know, this was a that was a that was a cool CD. I I I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it it could have been better. I don't know. I don't know because if, if there were less features, maybe it could have been better. Yep. Maybe it could have been better, or just or less cuts because it was like yeah, twenty something. But because it was so many features on the deluxe, 
You know, and they wanted yeah. to show a lot yeah. of love. They showed a lot of love in that CD. You know, so I enjoyed I enjoyed the humans mm-hmm. <laughs> CD. You know that that the theme yeah. was perfect. The, the the title of the album. You know, that's probably why there was so many features. So really, really good album for them, and a surprise album that they put out that was that was much enjoyed. The Big Fish Theory. The Big Fish Theory was you heard nothing like this album all year. There was nothing this year that duplicated this album. You know, he he didn't follow anybody's blueprint, anybody's suit, anybody's script on his this album. It was completely his, you know, and um it's yep. so difficult to even think that you can bite anything. Like, okay, I'm gonna bite Ben Staples. He was hard, this album was hard. Let me you're gonna have to dissect it and you're gonna have to be like 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna have to practice that sound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That you know, Vince has a unique <laughs> way of putting things right, right. together. You know, and um, and the Big Fish theory was 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 almost. I don't know if he was trying to make it like a story, but it almost felt like a story. The way he kind of put his put this the Big Fish theory together, and um, it was hella creative. He put everything on there, everything that you needed, and none of it sounded bad. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the big fish there. And and you know, even with that said, we saying we enjoyed it, but there's people that just started playing it because you know the Black Panther actual second trailer is featuring Vince Staples. He has one of his cuts on there, and you can see how people are riding with it because. If you listening and watching that trailer, you listening to Vince Staples all the way through. And it's kind of like, wow. And, you know, he even added ad-libbed into it because that wasn't on the album. He, they wanted his voice on there as well. So he even ad-libbed on it. So, you know, people appreciate this kid. And you should because this is a very, very creative album. And I think that's where Sean and I fell to look. We love gorillas, but I was glad to hear him on that, which made me want to hear more of him. That's what I enjoyed. When when you hear one person there, and then you'd be like, you can't wait to hear them again. And they have a release like they did. Pfft, look, that's creative as fuck. So, Vince Staples, right? Yeah, with that being said, man, the war goes to Vince Staples, man, for most creative album of the year. No doubt. So, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back on the second half of our Bougie Black Brother Music Awards. Mm-hmm. 